Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a view from the Bullins podcast. Listen to all the latest news and inside track from Goodison Park. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to another episode from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean and Ben Stanley. Lee, I'm sure you've had a lot of time to think about the result on Sunday against Wolves, but now Everton face probably the, oh, arguably their biggest game of the season on Thursday, Newcastle at Goodison Park, 7.45pm, two wins in 20 for Everton, 
four straight league defeats, nine points since September. How hard is it now going to be for this Everton team, the coaching staff, to, to forget all about that and concentrate on battling and getting this team out of a relegation fight? Christ, start on a positive move, thanks. Um, oh, listen, you said it's the biggest game of the season there. Uh, I'm going to challenge you on that. It's the biggest game in 24 years since uh, Coventry in 98. It, it is. It really is. For me, it, everything hinges on this. We all spoke at length before the Wolves game about these two games this week and how much we needed six points. And I, I knew that wasn't going to happen. We're simply... Everton, if you look at, look at the facts this season, we don't win two games on the run. You've just said it, Mick, it's two games in 20. So we, we were very unlikely to win two games in a week. If you just put your rational head on, would have been nice, but that's now gone. Obviously, the, the pressure this now puts on, on Thursday night is, is immense. And it asks a lot of questions because one thing we've uh, we've all labelled at this Everton squad is, you know, they're not fighters. They're not, they're not up for the battle. You know, we haven't got leaders in there. And, you know, I'm sure the players and the manager will have heard all of that this week and before this week and it's up to them to prove us wrong because it's 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 massive you know you you do feel unfortunately that if if things don't go our way on Thursday you're struggling to see a way out of course technically it wouldn't be over but if you look at the facts and the fact that the res the results being how they are the playing squad being how it is the fixtures we've got left on paper uh, our away record the confidence and how fragile it is, injuries to you know Yerry Mina, you know at the back, it wouldn't look good. It would be bleak, to say the least. So, listen, if there are players listening to, and we know in the past there has been listening to this, I plea on behalf of all of us, every Everton fan, please do it. Just do it for us. Do it for this club. You know, you know, we're talking seventy years since Everton. Everton were applying the trade in the second tier of English football. It, we've all grown up. Our dads have grown up. Our granddads have grown up watching Everton in the top flight. It's where Everton belong. You know, we're, we're, but we've got no divine right to be there. We've got to earn it. We've got to now battle. We've got to deep, reach deep within and find something that we've just not had this season. Or we've only had in fleeting glimpses against, you know, City, Leeds, you know, Arsenal. We need to find it from somewhere because it, it's, it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing now. Um, I, I'm not even thinking. I, I can't even think about formations and personnel. It's gone. It's gone past that. I can't look at league tables. I couldn't tell you our fixtures off the off the bat because I'm just consumed with with worry and panic. We all are. I'm, I'm all over the place at the minute. But by hook or by crook, Everton simply have to find a result on Thursday. And I mean, I'm talking three points, not one. I don't think one does us any good at all. We have to win this game on Thursday, and it's not going to be easy. Because since the, the the victory against us, Newcastle have found something. They found consistency, stability. They found a formation that works, and most importantly, they've got confidence running through the veins. And the, you know the opposite can be said about Everton. So it's going to be an uphill task. It's going to be a difficult game. I can't believe I'm saying that we shouldn't be going into games against Newcastle on paper at home. You know, with this level of fear, but we are, and th th with good reason. Massive game. We have to win. Ben, looking at this week as a whole, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, there are Premier League fixtures. Everton are the only team in the bottom five, six, seven that are playing. It's one of Everton's game in hand. Everton v Newcastle. 
not going to focus too much on Newcastle. We all know what they're about and the, the good rich of form that, that they're in. So we've got to focus on ourselves and mentally, psychologically, how important is this game on Thursday, given it is one of our games in hand? As Lee said there, it's arguably the biggest game in the history of this football club in many, many years in relation to survival, staying in the Premier League, staying in the top flight of English football. It's massive. And you would have asked me last week how many points you think I, I would have wanted out the last two games. I would have said four points. And now we're looking to scrape the battle, potentially getting three. And I agree with Lee again. We, we cannot just have one point now. We need all three. One point doesn't matter. It doesn't help us at all because we've been saying it. How long have we all been saying it? Oh, we've got games in hand. There's three worst teams worse than us. God knows who, how many Blues I've spoken to. Probably since November, you've, you've said that to me. We've got games in hand. There's three worst teams. There isn't. Look at the form table. We're right at the bottom. I think you said earlier, Mick, nine points in September, two wins in 20. It's nothing short of an absolute disgrace. And the onus comes on them players. They've been absolutely horrendous. They haven't showed any fight, any battle, and shown towards fans that they want to represent this unbelievable football club. I'm worried. But going back to your point again, these games in hand are massive, as you quite rightly said. If we can win these three games in hand, and I'm talking the Leicester at home, the Newcastle at home on Thursday, and the Burnley away, they're the three games we've got in hand. We can get ourselves out of, out of this mess. And we need to. I'm worried sick. I don't know about all the other Evertonians listening to this podcast, but I literally spend every single night looking at the league table, looking at the fixtures, looking at where we're going to find these next three points, where we're going to find the points to stay up. I'm worried sick. It's affecting Blues Metal Health across the country, across the globe. Nick Lee, we speak to Blues from all over the world, international toffees, and I'm worried sick. Every single one of them are saying the same. They can't sleep. It's affecting their personal life. We need these players to step up now. Who's going to be the hero in this squad? Who's going to grab this by the scruff of the neck and get us out this mess? Because at the moment, the only one trying is Anthony Gordon, and I don't think he's quite there yet, and it's quite hard to put all this pressure on a 21-year-old boy. And let's get that right. He's a boy, and he's surrounded by men. Men who are supposed to be professional footballers who are on hundreds of thousands of pounds a week, who are not putting a shift in, who look mentally fragile. And I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. These players go home, nice cars, nice family, and just chill out. Not doesn't mean much to them, what it means to us fans, the match-going fans, people who pay their hard-earned money to go and watch this football club, home and away. And what there's still people fans on social media begging for tickets for, for, for Thursday, begging for tickets for Palace away in the FA Cup. They don't deserve us. These players don't deserve us. Someone needs to step up and needs to step up now, sooner rather than later, because I'm petrified. And these games in hand, like you said, Nick, are enormous. I can't go into how much detail of how much this means to our club. And you can see on my voice, I'm passionate, I'm worried, I'm anxious. My emotions are absolutely shot and everywhere. I just want this football club to, to stay up, to fight, to show the fans that they're willing to fight. Yeah, Lampard may not have got it right the past few games, but it's up to the players on the pitch to sort it because one or two of them have the ability to get us out this mess. And I'm begging them. As Lee said, a few players have tuned in and we know that for a fact. If you're listening, we're begging you because right now, Watford, Burnley, they've had a bit, a bit of a bounce. You can see them winning a few games. Our waveform is horrendous. So the only reason how I can see we're going to pick up points is at home. 
and it starts on Thursday. We need three points because our confidence is absolutely shot. And I don't know how many times we can say we're playing on social media for, for fans to get behind the team. And the fans have done their part. They have. It's down to the players now to get a reaction of that fan base. Sorry for going off on one, Mick. You know what I'm like, but I'm worried sick. No, no, it's totally understandable, Ben. And Lee, Ben says we need a hero. Anthony Gordon, you know, he's trying his very, very best, but it shouldn't all hinge on his young shoulder. So, given where we are, obviously performance is now in reality. I think we can all agree, go completely out the window. It's all about a results business now, the business end of the season. So, do you think now Frank Lampard and his coaching staff are getting to the point where they'll almost be looking into the eyes of these players and thinking, who wants it more? Maybe not ability-wise, you should start over him, but is it going to come down to who wants it more and who is going to fight for this club, because ultimately that's what it's about now, isn't it, uh, Lee? Performances out the window. It's all about digging in, rolling up your sleeves, and getting the job done. Yeah, absolutely, it is. It's come to that point now. You know, we, we, you want you want your fighters on the pitch. You want you know we haven't got many of them, but we need leaders. You know, people who are going to be willing to leave everything out there on the pitch. So I agree with you. I know there was a space the other night, and I can't remember who said it, but. There's something to be said now for being more direct. You know, that none of this taking gold goal kicks and passing it out sideways and trying to build out from the back. Borley said it in his column in the Echo this week, and I think he's absolutely spot on. If someone can turn around and tell me an example of when that's worked and Everton have built the way up the pitch and scored a goal from it, I'll wait. Because it hasn't happened. It doesn't work. We haven't got the players for that. It'd be great if we did, if we were Man City and had the players on who could take the ball under pressure and pass it into midfield and build from there patiently and you know with quality on the ball we haven't got the players to do that we've got to start playing to our strengths so I know I've been umming and ahhing about Calvert-Lewin but for me if, there's, if he's fit get him in there use him as a focal point a battering ram get players in and around him get the ball forward early the, the biggest thing on, on Thursday night for me is we have to start like a steam train and I mean it's got to be a hundred mile an hour frantic throwing ourselves into tackles setting the tone because unfortunately, I don't think you're going to have this, and I'll tell you why in a minute, I don't think you're going to have the crowd bouncing from the very start before kickoff. And the, do you know why? Nerves. I looked around me on, on Sunday and the nervousness. You could, cut, you, you could have cut the atmosphere with a knife. Everyone was absolutely bricking themselves. You, you looked around at the faces around you in the stands. People are just worried, sick. This club means everything. To people means everything to us three. We know that we meet, like Ben just said there, we meet so many blues doing what we do, the events and the podcasts and speaking to people. This club means everything to thousands of people, and you could tell. So I think that energy sort of was sapped because people were just so so worried. And then the, the game played out the way it did. Didn't really get off the ground. Wolves wasted time, and it and it didn't get off the ground. I, the players are going to need to set the tone in that first five, ten minutes. And and if they do, Goodison will ignite. We, we've seen it before. We've all been there when it happens. It will set fire. You know, we have, we have this sort of little rivalry with Newcastle now for, for some reason. I don't think their fans like us very much and, and whatever. They were in our position only a couple of weeks back. Um, you know, if we win all of our games in hand, I'm pretty sure we, we, we're only, we go pretty much level with them. You know, it, it, the, the incentives there, they struggled, don't forget, under Eddie Howe. You know, when he first came in, you know, he couldn't buy a win. They were patient. Unfortunately for Everton, we haven't got as much time. You no know, time is ticking. And we've got 
fixtures that on paper look horrendous. It has to start on Thursday night. And you're right, it's got to be leaders on the pitch. Anthony Gordon, love him. Love him to bits. He's got all the talent in the world. You've got managers coming out saying he's a ball. Opposition players saying, you know, he's one to look out for. He absolutely is. But Ben's just touched upon it there. He isn't ready. He's not a finished article. He's a great player and he's done well for us. But in terms of end product, assists, goals, you know, sometimes I don't know whether it's inexperienced, trying too hard, wanting it too much, all, all you know, you, things you can't label as bad things. Love the lad. But he's not ready. You know, ideally, he should only be getting, he should be getting managed his game time and stuff like that. But he's a, but I tell you what, he wants it. So it'd be, it'd be a difficult decision to pull him out. I think Richarlison, as much as it's not been going his way, I think away from home, some of his performances haven't been great. But, you know, at home, when the crowd get up, you know, he'll, he'll run all day for you. You know, we need him. Damari Gray, was he ready the other day? I'm not sure. But we need, I don't know. You go through, you go through that team. If you're struggling when it comes to leaders and people that you, like you say, you're going to be able to look in the eye and, and rely on and trust. I just hope Frank Lampard learns from the last few weeks, learns the people who have let him down and let him down sort of mentally and the way they've reacted to going behind, etc. And, and put a team out that he can trust. But he's got to set the tone. He's got to set that expectation. Um, because if they, get it, if they get it right, and if we start off well, first goal's massive. You know, you know now, if Everton go a goal behind, history will tell you, you know, it's pretty much game over, unfortunately. If we go if we go a goal up and, and the atmosphere gets going, you know, we've got every chance. Every chance. We can't be writing games like this off. It is Newcastle. We're not playing Man City. We've got every chance, but we've got to get the basics right. Ben, previous home games, there's been a huge call from the fan base, the football club, the players, the coaching staff to generate you know, a, a cauldron of an atmosphere. But is it about time now that the players give the fans an atmosphere to feed off? I know it's sometimes a bit of a cliche, but if you were in that dressing room now on, on Thursday, you'd be looking around to your teammates saying, you know what, first tackle, make it count, get on the front foot and let's give the fans something to get behind within the first 10 minutes under the Goodison lights. It is probably more than long enough now since the players did that for us, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And what we're saying is, what, 40 games left at the old lady, Goodison Park. We've got to make every single one special, but there's only so much the fans can do. You looked at the Leeds game, wow, unbelievable. The fans were up for it. I've never seen Goodison Park like that before. It was absolutely bouncing. The players were on the front foot and we scored, we scored early and that just set the tone. Now, as Lee quite rightly said then, we need to start fast and we need to make it count. I think Everton's problem, Mick, is we haven't scored for over a month of Premier League football. One whole month of not scoring a goal. And if you don't score goals, Goodison gets anxious. It does. We're all nervous. We're all nervous wrecks. Anxious, looking up. And when we when the scores went up the other day, Lee, Mick, I know you were both there. You said the atmosphere at Goodison completely changed, completely just nullified. Everyone was a nervous wreck. So these players need to make that first 20 minutes count. A big tackle, a big run, a goal, just anything to get the fans going. Because all we want is commitments, work rate, ethic. Just work your socks off for Everton. You don't have to potentially be good at football. You really, really don't. Those Evertonians are quite easy to please. Run your socks off. You don't even have to be technically brilliant. Just put the effort in. Show that you want to play for us. Show that you want to play for this, this club, the badge, the name on the back of your shirt, irrelevant. You play for what's on the front and the fans will get behind you. 
you've seen that from I know Iwobi hasn't set the world alight since his period at Evan, but the past few games when he's been in that side at Goodison, he's worked his backside off and the fans got behind him, singing his name, cheering him on. We need that from every single player out there. Every single one of them has to put 110% in now because it's make or break. Now's the time to show what you're worth. Now's the time to show you justify the wages you're on because we're begging you. It's a public plea. Seriously, now, they need. there's only so much the fans can do. There's got to be replicated on the pitch. The fans can get you up to it, get you to that next level, but the players have to perform. They, they're the ones that can change it, not us. The fan, I can't put a shirt on and go on there and try and run, run me, me fat bum around for 90 minutes because I haven't got it in me. But they have, and I know they have, and that's what's so frustrating because this team last year got, what, 59 points? I know minus a few players, but it is there. The players are there, but they look like mentally weak at the moment. They look lack of confidence. They look like they don't really know what the, what the best formation is, what to do, what personnel should be playing. And you can ask any Evertonians to pick the best 11. You can't right now. No one can pick the same 11. There's ideas everywhere. So Frank Lampard's got a massive, massive task on his hand and he needs to get it right. For me, 4 free free is the way to go. And they need to be on the front foot from the start. We cannot play five at the back. It hasn't worked for years. It just has not worked since I've followed Everton. We cannot play five at the back. It just doesn't work. We haven't got the legs in midfield to get up and down. 4 free free. Alan coming back into the team. Let's press high. Let's put Newcastle on the back foot like they did to us. You and I, Mick, were at Newcastle. It was like a cauldron there. And they pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed. And the fan base reacted. like Just like what we did against Leeds. And we can do that again Thursday. Once we see that formation, once we see the team, the fan base will get up for it. I'm telling you right now. Because Goodison under the lights, there's no better place to be. So it needs to be set the tone from minute one. From first minute, a big tackle, a big press. Pressing together as a unit, the fan base will get behind you. The fans are doing their bit. They really are. They really are. So much go behind the scenes from loads of different fan groups. County Road Bobblers, for example, uh, another podcast date. They're, they're doing so much behind the scenes. Everyone's trying. Everyone is trying to get these players out of this mess. Lee? It's a huge week for Frank Lampard and, and, he, and, he, and his charges, isn't it? A home game against Newcastle, a real, real must-win. And then a, a cup quarter-final down in London on, on the Sunday against Crystal Palace. It's almost a defining week of the season. I know a lot of Evertonians thought the Wolves game, the Newcastle game and the Crystal Palace game were defining games. But just looking at it as, as we are right now, you just think, you know what, if Everton can find something or stumble across a couple of results on Thursday and then Sunday, it could really set the tone, couldn't it, for a, a bit of a, a half-decent finish to the season and a bit of a cup run. It could do, yeah. And it, but it, it's hard to think that way when, you, when you're in it. And when you're a fan of a club who were so deep in the mire like we are, it's hard to think rationally and think of, of, of the positive, really. It's hard to be positive when all we've really had to endure is, is negative. Um, it's hard to switch that around mentally. It's, it's, it's an unnatural thing to do. But you're right. I mean, Pal- the Palace game completely depends on how Thursday goes. Obviously, if, if we were to, the worst thing happens on Thursday, I think there'll be a lot of clamour from Evertonians to sort of forfeit almost Saturday because everything would need to go into the league. If we were to win on Thursday, obviously it would make things feel completely different. You know, give everyone that much needed lift. You know, just seeing those three points on the table and one of the games in hand ticked off, it just takes that little bit of pressure off, puts pressure on the other sides. 
and then you can almost go into into the game against Palace at the weekend with a bit more renewed optimism, not that fear that you know actually you know are are we doing ourselves a disservice here by going further? Are we shooting ourselves in the foot by progressing to the semi final? It takes all those worries away. But I mean, what I'd give, Mick. I mean, what I would give to be sat here on Sunday night having bagged three points and got through in the FA Cup. It, it would just mean everything to all of us, wouldn't it? Um, but it's, we've got to earn that. We've got to, we've got to work for it. Um, you know, and it is a, it's a domino effect. It all starts on Thursday. If we can get a result, if we can stumble across a formation, you know, a little partnership that works, something just to hang our hat on. Like you said before, who's going to be our Kevin Campbell? Who's, you know, who's, going to, who's going to be our Duncan Ferguson from 94, our Kevin Campbell from 98? Who's going to do that for us this year? Come on. There's got to be someone in that squad to lift it. Like we said, it's too much to expect from Anthony Gordon. He's 21 years of age and he's not the finished article. There's got to be someone else, a senior player. Come on, Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, up your game. You know, this is evident. This is our future at stake. It's, it, we're not going, this is not dramatic, for God's sake. We're in, we're in it. You know, we've been sleepwalking towards it for, for weeks, for months now. We've seen it coming. We thought we'll be okay. The three t- like Ben said before, there's not no more. We're bottom of the form table. We deserve to be where we are. There's no question about that. So now we need someone to step up. It could be a big week. It could be a disastrous week. We've got to stay try. I know it's difficult, and I've found it difficult. Bloody hell, I, you know, I'd be a hypocrite here if I was turning around asking Everton fans to be positive because I've been missed the negative for the last few days because I'm I'm on the deck. But you've got we've got to try. We've got to try and lift ourselves for Thursday. Because you know, in the context of things, I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say it's one of the biggest five days in the history of Everton Football Club. It's as simple as that. Strong words there, Ben, from from Lee regarding the you know the biggest few days in, in Everton's history. So looking at the game itself, Frank Lampard's gonna have a few difficult selection decisions to make, isn't he? John Joe Kenny suspended, obviously, two yellow cards against Wolves, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, a rumoured virus over the last few days and apparently hasn't really trained and obviously he's been in, again, court, or rumoured to be in court over a speeding fine on Tuesday morning. Yerry Mina, still out injured as well with a thigh injury. You know, Mikalenko apparently struggling still, obviously, with everything that's happening and all the atrocities in Ukraine. So there's a lot of selection decisions, isn't there, for, for Frank Lampard to make ahead of Thursday night? Yeah, I think it's the biggest talking point. What formation, what players go in. For me, it's a 4-3-3. Um, I think the midfield speaks for itself. Alan's got to go straight back in there. We missed him massively on at the weekend. Um, Donny van der Beek and Decore, for me, they're the three. Obviously, I don't think they work particularly well on, on Sunday. I think Decore had one of his worst games in an Everton shirt. Percentage couldn't even make a few five-yard passes. So we need to get hold of the ball. We need that extra man in midfield. We haven't got the legs to be playing as a two in the middle. We know that every fan who, who listens to this podcast on Twitter and other social media platforms can see that. So we need to put us on the front foot in a 4-3-3 formation for me. Um, now, the back four is the biggest talking point for me. What you play? I really, really don't know. You've got a senior pro, Michael Keane, who was dropped. Um and they went with, obviously, Holgate playing Seamus Coleman as a, as a right centre-back. And it's, look, it, it's so difficult. And for me, you, you only win games getting clean sheets. You've got to stop them scoring. 
I think we, we've got to prevent Newcastle going one nil up and try and create some chances ourselves. And for me, the best left back currently with obviously with what's going on in Ukraine, etc. I don't think Mikhailenko's head's in it at the moment, and rightly so. That's why I'd be probably looking to play Ben Godfrey at left back. He's shown numerous times over the past few seasons that he can slot in at left back and perform arguably better than he does at centre half because. He's got most of his man of the match performances at left back. Even last year when we had that great run away from home, he was left back. You look at the centre half partnerships, obviously Keane, Holgate knocking about. Michael Keane's got to come in for me. I under, I got a bit of grief on Twitter over it saying he should be suggested to come back in, but it, he's arguably one of our tallest defenders now with Yerry Mina being out, and he is good airily. I know he's mentally weak, and I know his, his confidence is shot, but it's times now to come in. He, he knows Chris Wood, he's played against Chris Wood for. A number of years he played against him earlier on the season against Burnley at Goodison Park and he performed really well, winning a lot of the high balls and obviously scoring a goal in that game. So getting back him back in for this game, I think is probably imperative. Um and then you look to you look to bring in Bramthwaite and even play Mason Holgate at right back and go with the four centre halves, which we've seen work in the past. I think we went through that run of games at the back end of last year when we played four centre-backs at the, across the back four. So it'd be Godfrey, Bramthwaite, Michael Keane and Mason Holgate at the right-back. Do we do that? Do we look to shut up shop and secure defence? I, I really don't know. And these are the questions that Frank Lampard's unfortunately got the uh, the hardest job in the world to do. Or do you play Michael Keane and Mason Holgate as the back two and Seamus Coleman as the right-back? And look, he just... Coleman's trying. He loves this club. I just it's difficult for him isn't it because he is trying and like we, people have said on, on Twitter and on the spaces that he asked the club to find the replacement three years ago um, and it's just really dying out now isn't it it's a shame it's such a shame but he's trying um, but he, he gets exposed quite a lot and the likes of St Maximin and other players Almiron I think he's still knocking about for, for Newcastle and Joe Linton looks like a completely new player these are going to come at us 100 mile an hour and they're going to really put us on the back foot. So the back four is the biggest talking point for me, Mick. Um, what Frank Lampard does, I really don't know. I really, really don't know. You can speak to 10, 15, 20 Evertonians. And I think they give you four different answers. Some might put Godfrey in the middle and play Mikalenko. They re- would really come up. That's the biggest talking point for me. And the fun three, I'd like to see Richarlison on the left, Dominic Carvalho up front. And Damari Gray on the right. I know Anthony Gordon, he's worked his socks off. He's a kid. He looks like he's blowing at the moment because he is trying. He's putting everything in, 110% every single week. But again, there's only so much he can do. But Damari Gray, Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, if he's fit. Um, I know he's been getting a bit of stick, Calvert-Lewin, for his performances. But look, he offers something that we haven't got up there. He can hold the ball up and he can get up. He's got one hell of a jump on him. If we can get the ball into the box and get him on the end of it, we could, there's more than likely chance to score. So, big question for me, Mick, is, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are talking about on Twitter, who will be the back four? I really, really don't know. Lee, Frank Lampard has now lost five of his first six league games. And I know you've both touched on, you know, who can he trust, who shouldn't he trust in this Everton team, who's let him down, who's rolled up their sleeves for him. Do you envisage now, last 12 games of the season, do you envisage Frank Lampard will have made up his mind on who he can and can't trust in this Everton team and almost start to stick with the similar players? Because so far, it has been a lot of chopping and changing, system changes, numerous games. We've had players coming in, players dipping out. Is it now about time, do you think, Frank Lampard and his staff almost stuck to one system and tried to say, look, simplify the game for these players. They are mentally struggling. 
clearly, and they're struggling for confidence. So simplify the game. We're going to stick with one system. That's the players who are going to play unless injuries or suspensions. Do you think it's time for that now? Yeah, I do. I think if you look at Newcastle, I mentioned it before, that's what they've done. They've just stuck with a, a, a set of players and a system that's worked. Now, you've mentioned he's lost five games out of six. I think on paper that sounds terrible. And it is, don't get me wrong. I think the, the away performances especially have been you know, absolutely shocking. Focusing on the home results, obviously City, we were completely robbed. And, and it, was a, it was a really, really positive performance. We all came away from that quite happy with how it went. Now, Sunday's gone. The, the fact is, Wolves are actually a, a decent side. And in, in the context of where we are, was it the worst performance of the season? No, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't the worst. That, that wasn't the worst Everton performance we've seen. First half, we had the better of it. Just second half, we, we were nowhere near, nowhere near the level. And I thought Wolves just managed that game really well. And they're a decent outfit. So, you know, on, on, on the day, you know, that game could have gone either way. And unfortunately, it went against us. Obviously, the away performances have been completely shocking. And that's where Lampard has got it wrong. He set us up, you know, to, to sort of attack. And, um, you know, he's not really changed his, his ethos or his approach to, to games away from home. And I think that's been quite naive. You know, setting up with a high line against Tottenham was just, you know, three-point suicide, really. Um, so he's got to find a system, like you say, stick to it away from home. So that, that let, let's get it right. Five at the back doesn't work. Everton can't play five at the back. It never works. The results back that up. We always look terrible as well. And we never look like scoring. We don't look any more solid. That's for sure. I think it weakens us in other areas of the pitch. It doesn't work. So like you say, it's 4-3-3. The players we've got suit 4-3-3. So for me, I think players that have let him down, for whatever reason, yep, Michael Keane is one of them. Seamus Coleman, 100%, is one of them. Um, you know, you, you can look really all over the pitch. Andre Gomez, you know, he's let him down in certain games as well. Um, I, I agree with Ben. I think Ben Godfrey should go left. I said it on the space of the night. I think he should be left back. I think he, he's, he's athletic. In terms of who you'd like to see go up against St. Maximan on Thursday, he'd be the one I'd choose. Because he'd be the one where I think, actually, I think he could stand up to it a one-on-one -on -one battle against him. He's got the athleticism. He's got the fight, the nastiness about him. I'd, I'd put him there. Personally, if it was me, I, I, I actually, I, I've got to say, I agree with Ben again. I'd go, if, if I had the choice against Newcastle, purely because of height, Branthwaite comes in any, anyway. I think he's your second centre-back until the only mean is fit. And then I'd go Keane. I'd go Keane and Branthwaite for that height in the middle. And then right back, either Holgate or Patterson. You can't be starting Seamus Coleman now. He's gone. It's not his fault. I've loved Seamus Coleman. I don't want to get this straight since he's been at Everton, but a lot of people are starting to feel differently because it, we've got to think bigger picture now. You know, our, our feelings towards Seamus Coleman as a man is, is sort of secondary now. We've got to get past that. It's what's right for Everton Football Club. And that fella, he can't move. He can't run. He'll get exploited. He'll, he'll continue to cost us goals and points, unfortunately. We have to take him out. We have to try something different and stick to it. Whether that's Nathan Patterson, whether that's putting Holgate right back, we've got to, we've got to do something different. Um, John Joe Kenny, when he gets back from his suspension, just lash him there and stick with it. I don't know. Just someone who can move. The midfield three, again, speaks for itself. And if it was me, I'd be taking Anthony Gordon out and putting him on the bench and bringing him on. I think he's tired. I think he's running on fumes. I think we're expecting far, far too much from him. And, and personally, I think our first choice and best front three is Damari Gray. Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. 
I think get them on the pitch, stick with it, get some connection, fluidity in our in our play, and stick with that. Um, and if you actually you go through that and you repeat the plays that we've got, we shouldn't be in this predicament. It's at the back. That's where, like like Ben said before, and others have said, you know, everyone sort of concedes this. That's where our problems lie at the back. So that's where the majority of the changes need to be made, Mick. Guys, you both had your opinions and your say on Thursday. And some of you, well, the pair of you have said it's the biggest game for many of year at Goodison Park. And it's that time. It is prediction time. Ben, I'm going to come to you first. Everton v Newcastle, a 7.45pm kickoff under the lights at the old lady. What is your prediction? I'm going to go for 2-1 Everton. We'll be 2-0 up, concede late on, and it'll be a nervy finish. But I'm confident that they're going to show us because they've got to start someday. And Thursday's the time for start. Optimism from yourself, Ben, and yourself, Lee. I'm going to mirror that two-one. That's the that's the score I had in my head, two-one. Whether we'll go um, two-nil up, I don't know. I can see us going a goal up, then pegging us back. Maybe we see a winner in front of the Gladys Street in the second half. Just praying and any sort of win, but two-one. Two-one from you, Pet, and I'm going to go for a Desmond two-two. I think it'd be 2-2. And that's all we have time for today. Everton v Newcastle on Thursday at 7.45 kickoff. Again, it's going to be a very, very nervous Goodison Park, but let's hope the boys in blue can give us something and get a massive three points. In the meantime, have a great week. We'll be back in between the Everton v Newcastle and Everton's trip down to Crystal Palace for the FA Cup quarterfinal. Lots to talk about, I'm sure. And we'll see you very soon. Take care and all the very best. Thank you. Thank you.